when you're having anxiety and you feel so alone. That's your 3 a.m. companion book. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. Today's episode, we will focus on favorite self-help books, but in future episodes, I'll share with you some of my favorite writing books, some of my favorite memoirs, and I want to hear what yours are too. So make sure to send me your recommendations. I'm always on the lookout. So this category is favorite self-help books, and here's why. Over the last few years, I've read a few self-help books that were so impactful to me that they really did change the course of my life. And I wanted to share those with you today in no particular order. So one of the most impactful books that I've read that taught me how to think about my fear differently is Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. This book is so delightful because it's about walking through the creative process and how to talk to your fear in the meantime. And it is broken up into these tiny chapters, which are little anecdotes, and it's just so easy to devour, but it makes you think about your creativity and your fear in a whole new way. One of my favorite scenes from that book is when Elizabeth says, okay, Every time you encounter some kind of creative project, fear is going to come up. It always does. But she gave this great metaphor and she said, when that happens, however, what you say to your fear is, okay, you and me and creativity are going to go on a road trip and you can come with because you always do. But I have to tell you, You have to sit there (laughs) and you absolutely cannot touch the radio and you definitely cannot touch the wheel. (laughs) You have no impact on where we are driving. You're allowed to come. I know you like to keep me safe, but you don't have much of a say in the process. (laughs) And when I read that, it felt like such relief. First of all, to know that big authors like Liz Gilbert still have fear, as we all do, but she has a way, a mental approach to how to deal with that fear in order to tame it enough so that she can keep on creating, which is key. And it's a wonderful pairing with her TED Talk, Your Elusive Creative Genius. It is my favorite TED Talk of all time because it really kind of makes us look at writer's block and the stigma around struggling artists in a completely different way that we don't have to be creative people who are full of anguish and fear and crippling doubt that we can look at this in a different way and simply think of creativity as our jobs that we have to show up every day to do our jobs no matter what no matter if inspiration comes that day or not no matter if fear 
career is really big that day or not. It is our jobs as creatives to sit down and do the work. Love that book in terms of getting over fear. Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. I want to talk about another book that I absolutely love, and it is called Milk and Honey by Rupi Carr. And this is a series of poems that are illustrated. First of all, it just is beautiful to look at. So Ruby is a poet and an illustrator, and she wrote this collection of poetry very early in her life. It's self-published, but then another publisher picked it up. It has sold millions and millions of copies. I would always teach her writing when I was teaching poetry or any creative writing class. And I am not a poet myself, but I love teaching Milk and Honey and love reading Milk and Honey because Ruby has a way of describing what goes on in our minds in such an on-point way that is so relatable that you are just nodding along the entire time. And the illustrations are these simple sketches that pair with the poem. And these aren't poems that are super vague and hard to understand. These are poems that just, boom, get right to the core of the human experience and make you feel less alone. And when I first read that book years and years ago, I just loved being able to like have a companion, someone who says, I understand this feeling you're feeling, or I've been there too. And it really helps you feel less alone in whatever emotions you are going through. Plus, it's like you could just open up the book, flip to any page, read one of her poems, and feel connected to another human being in the world. So if you are looking for a book to have on your nightstand that just really gets to the core of what it's like to be a person in this world who has feelings, pick up that book, have it on your bedside table and flip through it at any point and you will have comfort that someone else in the world is feeling a certain way that you might be feeling in that moment. Okay, another book that I want to talk about is, oh man, this is like one of my all-time favorites ever, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Whoo! It's a game changer book. I read this book last April, I believe, when it came out. Middle of the pandemic, I was feeling so lonely and isolated as we all were. I picked up this book. Well, I think I had it delivered to me because you couldn't go anywhere at the time. So I got this book and I sat down at night to read it before bed as I usually do. And I did not go to bed. (laughs) I read that entire book in one sitting. So if you somehow have not heard of Untamed, it follows the story of Glennon Doyle, the author, as she talks about really becoming untamed in her life, releasing all the roles that she used to be. So she used to be married to her husband. She was a religious mommy blogger. And then she found out her husband was unfaithful and she also fell in love with the female soccer superstar, Abby Wambach. And so the book 
chronicles just her journey to really owning who she was and who she loved and really being her authentic self in the world. My heart was racing the entire time I read that book because it was one of those mirror books that makes you understand someone else's experience, but then look back at your own life and go, where are the areas in my life where I'm really my authentic self? And what are the areas in my life where maybe I'm not so much? I mean, I sat there and I just thought about all the different areas in in my life where I could be more truly myself and own it. And one of the areas that I love so much in the book is when she talked about how she was telling her close family members that she was in love with Abby and her mom was just really nervous. What is the world going to say? What is uh, your community going to say? What is your church going to say? And her mom, in her concern, was bringing her fears to Glennon, whereas Glennon and her family weren't living in fear. They were living in love. And so Glennon finally had to say, we have an island over here and it's full of love and you cannot come onto our island with all this fear that you have because it's just going to basically taint the situation. So until you can deal with your fear and get through it and get over it and come with us and to us with a sense of love, you're not allowed on the island. And Glennon loves her mother. They talk constantly. They're very close. But Glennon said that was the day she became an adult. That was the day she, it was no longer her mother and then her as a daughter. It was a day when they were both mothers, you know, because Glennon was basically saying, my family, I'm protecting them from the fear that you're about to bring into this situation. And I think that it's a wonderful example of setting really clear boundaries, even with the people who are closest to you and love you and just have great concern for you. So say you have to set a hard boundary with a spouse, a close family member, whomever, read that book (laughs) because it will remind you that doing such things is not bad. It doesn't make you a bad person. And in fact, it's one of the hardest things to do is to have the hard conversations, is to have the boundary, the loving boundary, so that you can stand in your truth. Oh, and you know what was so great? I recommend that book to everyone, all the women in my life. And there's a, a chapter right at the beginning about cheetahs and cheetahs basically represent women who have gone back to their wild untamed self and you know what was really cool for mother's day my sister wrote me a card and at the end she said you're a gd cheetah (laughs) and that was like the best compliment she could have given me because what she was saying is you are authentic and you stand in your authentic self okay let me talk about one more book and then I'll also list some other ones the way of integrity holy moly I just finished this book it I'm still trying to really grasp all the lessons from it, I'm going to read it again and again. 
I love this book. It's by Martha Beck because it has journal exercises in it as well. So you read and then you do your own reflection and journaling. And the way of integrity is simply, I'm going to paraphrase, but she says, thinking what you want to think, saying what you want to say, doing what you really feel is right. And this is hard. (laughs) She has a thing in there about how she basically decided not to tell any lies for an entire year. And think about this, right? I mean, I couldn't really lie ever because I blush if I even try to lie and I'm so awkward but she talks about the little lies that we tell ourselves or the white lies that we tell in just passing conversation that we don't even realize are like building up a wall against our authentic self and we're not really living in our integrity or someone stays in a job for too long that they don't love and it's like that's a lie to your authentic self or you go to something that you don't want to go to or you're using your time in a way that you don't want to or you really feel a certain way in a relationship but you're not telling the other person that whatever it might be this book is an integrity cleanse it will make you go okay what are the areas in my life where I'm not telling the truth to myself about how I really feel And it's one of those things where I read this book and I thought, you know, I had a decent handle on my authenticity and my integrity and I still feel that I do. But it was one of those things that made me really dig deep and go, okay, how can I be doing even better in terms of when I feel that certain way, say on on a Sunday afternoon when I'm with my family or something and I'm actually feeling sad but I'm trying to act as if I'm happy, can I just say how I'm feeling and why? Or in that other situation, can I really stand in my integrity about, no, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to say or do. It's like one of those things where I know this is going to be in my pocket for the many, many moments in my life that are about to come up, I'm sure, as they all do for everyone, where you go, okay, hold on, before I just instinctively react to say whatever culture has programmed me to say, let me pause for a minute and actually think about how I really, really feel and what I really want in this situation. I think it's so good, especially as I've talked about last week, when we've been programmed all of our lives to be productive people pleasers. The way of integrity also gives you permission to get off of that treadmill to get off of the hamster wheel of life and go wait how do I really want to live how do I really want to live this is a question I've been thinking about so much and I'm really loving this book because of it how do you really want to live this is something that we should all be thinking about our precious time here how do we want to live okay now I have mentioned in the past some other ones that I'll just kind of list off because I've talked about them again and again and I don't want you to forget them present over perfect Shauna Nyquist I told you about that love that book 
talked about it last week. If you didn't catch episode 15, you should check it out. I also talked about Begin Again by Leanna Tankersley in last week, um, episode 15. You should check that out. One of the other books that I want to talk about today is All Along You Were Blooming, Morgan Harper Nichols. This book is like a soul on the page. I'm not even kidding you. Beautiful illustrations, beautiful colors, beautiful words. Her poetry is like her writing a letter to you because in fact, that was the premise of the book is one day she posted a poem that she had written and illustrated about how she was feeling and somehow through you know this weird thing of Pinterest and whatever else it went viral and then so she decided to um, ask people what are you going through right now I will reply back by writing basically an anonymous poem to you I won't mention your name but I will write a poem to you that addresses what you're going through and hence the collection of poetry in All Along You Were Blooming. She is speaking to your soul. These are like love letters to your heart. It's one of those ones like Milk and Honey where I pick it up and I just flip through it and I land on any page and I feel absolutely seen and heard and understood. It is like, that's your 3 a.m. companion book when you're having anxiety and you feel so alone. You pick up that book and you will feel so connected, so related to. It is like a balm. It is a healing, soothing, loving book. (laughs) I can't say enough about it. And her recent book just came out as well. It's called How Far You Have Come, and I cannot wait to pick up that book. So some other authors that I love that I'll just briefly mention their titles, The Daily Flame by Lisa Rankin. This is another kind of collection of letters, almost like from your wiser self to your present self. Love that book. Melody Beattie, The Journey to the Heart. This is like a 365-day, just little tiny notes to you for every day, and they are so soothing. If you need to make a decision about something, pick up the book, The Next Right Thing, because it will help you discern what your next step is. You don't need to know the next 30, just the next right step. So that is a handful of my favorite self-help books. I really hope that you will go and get All Along You Were Blooming, Big Magic, The Way of Integrity, Untamed, and Milk and Honey because they will change your life. And now I want to hear from you. I want to know what books are your absolute favorites, especially in the self-help category. Please take a picture, post it on Instagram, and tag me at Nadine Kenny Johnstone, or you can just send me a direct message on Instagram so I can post your favorite suggestions. I'm always up for the next best book. I also want to give my gratitude to my incredible producer, Michelle Rado of Flying Pig Audio. And remember, every heart has a story and every story has a heart.
See you next week. Thank you.